Oh, ladies and gentlemen, so excited for our spotlight feature today. We have Ryan Lipsia at a tight core title, one of the top most successful sales executives in the country is here to grace us with his presence and share his words of wisdoms and some tips and tricks and best practices. So if you don't have a paper and a pen, you are absolutely missing out. You got to take down some notes. Ryan, thank you so much for being here today. Oh man, what an honor. It's good to be with you. I'm super pumped. It's a gorgeous day outside here in Carlsbad, California, and I'm ready to to walk through these uh, questions with you. Super pumped. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you betcha. Thank you so much for being here. We're just going to go a couple Q&A. You know, we want to get to know you and your business and really understand how you have elevated your success through these years. You run an incredible operation. First of all, congratulations to you on all of your success year over year. You just keep getting better and better. That's so impressive. Well, you know, I uh, just uh, keep your head down, keep focused, keep working. Good things happen, right? I love uh, that. The top 2%, the elites will understand that, I'm sure. Yes, yes, I love <laughs> that. So give us in a nutshell, how did you get where you are today? In a nutshell, well, how long do we have? <laughs> <laughs> I, so I, I was at UCSB and I was going to be an English professor and maybe write the next great American novel and then... I realized, holy cow, not much there to be had. So I got right in the title in 2001. And so it's gonna be 20 years. I was uh, in it for the first decade. I was part of a team with my brother down in South Bay, uh, San Diego. And I learned the ropes and there was a lot more entertaining back then, a lot more ball games, a lot more late nights. And thank God, for me anyway, a family man, thank God that came to an end. But you know, uh, got the adversity, the crucible of adversity that was 2008, 9, 10, 11 really shaped me, you know, it, it, it shaped us all, I think, in one way or another, but it galvanized my resolve. And then coming out into 2012, they put me in North County on my own and worked my way into forming a team. One of the biggest things that I came across was delegation, and I got into Rick Ruby, the core training. So I hired somebody to handle my inbox and my calendar. And it freed me to sell. And then the numbers went up from there. So it was just uh, kind of a coming together of hard work, perseverance, and learning how to run a team and, and really delegate. Oh my, that just gave me the chills. Literally just got off a coaching session telling my client, delegation, delegation, delegation is the answer. Gosh, I got it. I'm going to be like, you have to watch this video because you're absolutely right. And people ask me too, how did you elevate your business for years? It's, I had a team. I had, I delegated to people. I needed to do what I do best. I, the tedious stuff was an anchor. So. Oh my goodness. You couldn't be more correct. The hard part that I had to break through is you think like Ryan or Lisa has to do it, but really it just needs to get done, especially just the nuts and bolts type of items. And then it frees you to do the you know, $200 an hour work, which is nurturing clients being and, and prospecting new customers. 100%. What happens is you have to really understand that um, they're maybe not going to do it as good as you. And maybe if you train them good, they're going to do better than you. You have to be willing to, to take that leap of faith. But I just know in my life, in my career world, I could not do it without my team. Mm. And any award I ever right. won, Ryan, and they had me get up and, you know, they do sometimes speeches or whatever. I was like, this is to my team. It's not a one-man show, you know? Um, Absolutely. Yeah, very cool. Love that. Love that you mentioned that. What has been your biggest takeaway during the shutdown? Oh, well, man. In March, I think we were all stunned. And we took a beat, maybe a week, and we're trying to get lay of the land. 
And by March you know, 25th, we had pivoted and we had had um, a new strategy that was really dependent on digital. And I figured out what this whole new app was, Zoom. I think it was called back then. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't done a Zoom, admittedly, and I'd done a 527.5. Wow. So, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but, uh, you know, a couple of takeaways for me was really killing the noise because if you flip through the channels, man, you, you were prey to and subject to the opinions really of everyone. And that would swirl me around into negativity. So me and my team hunkered down, got in the bunker and focused our attention on the opportunity and just being positive. And look, that's, that wasn't easy, March, April, May. If you think about in the thick of this thing, there was a lot of fear surrounding all of us. And so we kept it tight, kept our focus because where your focus goes, energy flows, right? Our focus was on what we could do, not on all the things we couldn't do. We just focused on what we could do. We could direct message our customers on digital platforms. We could do a lot more Zoom meetings. We could do our phone work didn't change. If anything, we ramped up our phones. So focusing on controlling our focus and then self-care. I told my team, mm -hmm. look, we're going to shift to a daily Zoom huddle where we bring our whole self to work. Not just don't, I don't want your mask. I don't want the facade. If you're having a minute and you just need to cry it out, we're here to cry it out with you. And I think that was critical because it opened up the channels for honesty, for communication. And it's been, I think, what the source of what our, we've actually grown during quarantine. I think that's why, because we're yes. really tight knit as a team. I love that so much. Let me throw something at you too. Um, let's say someone's not focused. Let's say we're in the huddle and there's a lack of focus. How do you reroute to get the energy back, to get it positive back, to get back on track? What is a little bit of that formula? You know, we chunk it up to something larger than if we're in a granular state and we're talking about, you know, going after a specific account or what have you, you chunk it back up to a concept that all my four team members can get on, or we take the issue head on. Sometimes people have a personal challenge and they're reluctant to share. I try to flush that out because once we can address that and commiserate and kind of sit in that together, then we can put it to the side and get back to business. It's uh, it's really a case by case, as you know, yeah. but you know, some, some issues are so personal, they're not gonna be able to take it head on. So I try to chunk it up and just allow, and I really encourage engagement and involvement on, on our team huddles and, and people are, they're open. So it's hard though on a Zoom with 25 people and somebody's texting, it's hard to yank them back in, maybe addressing them, posing a question to them or allowing them to have a comment on something is really helpful, but you know, people are disengaged, they're disengaged. Right, love that, thank you for that. I, I wanted to ask yeah. you about your three favorite tools and um, your three favorites, meaning what, what tools or advice are you giving to real estate agents today, especially in the pandemic and a little bit of us kind of going, you know, backwards in essence, you know, a little bit backwards um, when we had some progression there. What are three of your favorite tools that are gonna actually help your agents do more transactions? Yeah, no, that it's been critical. And we've all, we were chatting beforehand. We're all kind of mixing in therapy right. and coaching and, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and a lot of handholding into our outreach with customers, right? So a lot of times just listening and actively listening. I told my team, we got to give people the extra five minutes right now. Like if they're on the brink of coming to you with something, just listen. And having a human connection is so critical. And I ex tell my customers, look, well, here's what we did. We pivoted to digital outreach. 
we did a lot more face-to-face -face or Zoom calls and we continued to call ramp up our calls. So for us, it's, you know, nurture top clients, non-directing customers, which are on a deal, but not our customer. And then just calling through our spheres and our social engagements. So I told him the same, look, call 10 people from your past customers, 10 people from your friends on Facebook or Instagram, and call 10 people in your geographical territory that you want to um, target or in your neighborhood and or 10 people around the last one you sold, like basically give them categories and then give them boxes to check. Because once you get into the action, then the momentum can carry you. But if you sit in paralysis of analysis, if you sit in theory all day, nothing happens because I can talk myself out of anything. But if I just get in there and do it, <laughs> then I'm into it. And now it's, we're rocking and rolling, you know? So I think, um, but in terms of tools, video, video on social, it, it's just such a great leverage point. If you're not doing video on social, you have to. I mean, you have to be a celebrity in San Diego real estate. For me, people need to know our team and they do. And because we post and boost a, a weekly video. The other thing is outreach. Out, outreach, consistent, solid outreach will cure almost any problem, especially a revenue problem, right? And you're focusing on abundance and opportunity when you're prospecting by virtue of that you're, you're welcoming more, which is huge for mindset. And then just consistency, you know, but um, the phone, you know, digital methods of communication and social monster monster video specifically i mean videos consumed at a high clip the highest clip on social so people know what you look like people know what you sound like just do it you know that's yeah. why i tell my agents just do it and because otherwise you have no voice right you have to think of it if, if you're allowing your customer there's the theater of the mind they're they're the only ones in there but if you're projecting yeah. a narrative you have a say in the matter but if you don't project that narrative with video you have no say I love that so much. And use my favorite quote, my just do it. It's my favorite. Yeah. I would say when in doubt, you just do it. You're going to be fine guaranteed. I love how you really talk about that with your agents. That's great nugget, you guys. We have to be the ones feeding the narrative. Good point, Ryan. I love that. You know, how- well, then if you you're not, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I said, if you're not willing to be vulnerable, then you can't have your customers be vulnerable with you. Right. And just do it. You know, look, you have to have a stack of failures this high that get successes this high, right? So you're going to fail at video. Okay. Spoiler alert. You're going to suck at a, on a couple. Just do them anyway. We don't watch them. And yeah, I may stink still. Probably do. But I'm going to keep doing them because they work. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing them because they work, you know? That's what I say all the time. I'm like, I'm not an actress. I'm not doing this perfectly. You just got to get yeah. it out there. Dump it. I have people say, Ryan, I did that video 32 times before I posted it. I go, oh no, post the first one. Let's roll. You should have done 32 videos. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine? God, what a great oh. point. Jeez. Hey, how did you get from the top 10 to the five to the two? What do you think it takes to get to the top five, to the 10, to the five, to the two? What do you really think is the magic formula there? Man, you know, I don't, I mean, I don't pay much attention to the numbers. I know we've ended up in some pretty high, uh, you know, tiers of late in these recent five years, but I, I just pay attention to our activities, to our mindset, you know, and really the biggest obstacle is right here, right? Yeah. Is you, is, is that your self-talk. That's your own thresholds or ceilings that you put into place, right? Some of us, we see, well, that's a, a glass ceiling or a block and there's no way I can break through it. When others see it just as a plateau that if I work harder, I can get back into vertical scaling. And so 
all those things, abundance mindset, viewing opportunities, controlling what goes into your mind, because we are what we eat, but we are what we think about most. Yeah. So what are you, what, honestly, if it's below deck or housewives or cartoons and Tom and Jerry, or is it Tony Robbins and Brian Tracy and John Maxwell and Gary Vee and, and Lisa Crown, and what are you pumping in here? Because what you're thinking, it's like, you've heard this before. We are the average of the five people we spend the most time yes. with, right? Well, I think I am the average of the five podcasts I listen to most. Right? So I got Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Robbins, and all those things in my mind. And so my focus is on that. So that's what I become, right? So yep. if, you, if you have any doubt of breaking through thresholds, or if you need a jolt to have a breakthrough, con consider what you're consuming mentally and what you're dwelling on and where your focus is because largely we are our own worst enemies in terms of what we aspire to be we're the ones that shut us down the most so i mean like words like oh it's just like me to be late all the time or oh here i go again losing an account or that i mean why be so mean to yourself be kind to yourself You're, you know people and tell your authentic story and folks will gather around that that resonates with and you will attract your tribe so not to go all you know woo woo on you but it really matters love it your brain. ryan you're because, speaking my language i, I absolutely yeah. love what you said how how interesting is it i mean people are expecting to write down all these nuggets and systems and campaigns and situations and all these things you're really saying the one thing is this guy and and you're absolutely right you know it's like what are you listening to it makes a huge impact on your results. I love that so much. That was, that was well done. Uh, well well done, Ryan. Pe <laughs> well, people, you know, people forget what you did. People forget what you said, but people won't forget how you made them feel. And I tell you what, when you come in with an energy that is irrepressible, look, we all have finite tools and there's, there is what there is that we can use, right? But when you inject Ryan into it now, that's going to vibe with some people and it's going to turn some people off. But if you, if I let my light shine so bright that mm. people see it, people will be attracted to it. And now I'm looking around and I'm like, Oh, these people are all like me. No wonder, <laughs> you know? So don't be afraid because own it, own it and do it and course correct. If it's not working to the clip that you want it to, but just do, if you don't do, then you're stuck in paralysis, stuck in theory and nothing gets done in theory. Wow. Love that so much. And he dropped course. Correct. Coach house on get real with Lisa crown podcast, a podcast called course. Correct. I love it. There you <laughs> <Thanks> go. <laughs> um, what does an average day look like for you, Ryan? What's an average day look like? What's the plan? Usually I'm in like lately this in 2020, it's been shorts and a t-shirt and some pennies and you look dapper today. All, look sharp. I got all gussied up for you. I love it. I love it. Mrs. Lipsy is so nice that there's a new shirt that appears magically in my closet every once in a while. So this is the most recent, but um, Love it. Uh, an average day, I, you know, the one benefit, one of many benefits that come with quarantine is I got my miracle morning in full sesh, like, because I, I used to be at the office 637, 730. And now, you know, I, they didn't want us in the office as dirty salespeople, you know, so <laughs> So I got my mind, I get more meditation time in the morning. I get quiet because if I allow myself to get small, then the universe can come in and fill in the spaces, right? Then I do, I move my body. You've got to work your body so your body will work for you. Yep. What that looks like for me is Peloton. I, I've been a Peloton junkie. Thank you, Caroline. Caroline oh, Hornblower. Shout out. Yeah, she's the raddest. Yes, she um, is. So I, 
I do a ride and then I get, I have a mass, morning mastermind um, that we do. And then I get in, right into our huddle and then we get into prospecting and usually do three, four consults a day, uh, a couple hours of lead gen a day. And the goal is to call 20 people that we don't know, 20 people that we do. Ooh. And Haley, yeah, Haley on my team is a junior sales um, position. And so she does that as well. And then we have Katie uh, is my admin. She controls every email and every calendar event. And Shelby's our data manager. So we, after the huddle, we just dive into it and go from there. But um, I think I wrap my day. I have, you have to have an off button, you know, you have to have an off button. I feel it's important where I shift to dad, husband, you know, guy. <laughs> and so maybe some sports, if there's some on, or just a walk down to the beach with my wife, just, you know, shutting it down turning the phone off or, or and being present with my family is important to me. So. I love that so much. I love that. What, um, how do you get your mind right if you're having an off day? So if your day like that is your average day, let's say you're having a bad day, something does kind of go a little off. Do you go right into your podcast? I love that you've got Gary Vee behind you with crushing it. Do you get into your, you know, um, you know, uh, meditations? What, what do you do that really gets you back on track? You know, I mean, it happens, right? We get tweaked, we get that call and in, in, in title running a team at, at this level is one call is a new million dollar sale. The next call is 10 lost sales, right? It's like, that's the ebbs and flows emotionally. So you, you, you get some, you build up your calluses to that. But if I'm just tweaked and sent sideways, I, I look at the triad, you know, you have Tony Robbins talk about the triad of where the base is your what is it, your uh, focus or your physiology, then your language, your self-talk, and then where your focus is. So I, I examine that. I say, okay, maybe I need to get up. I need to go take a walk. I get, need to get some coffee. I need to let the sun shine hit my face. I change my physiology because if you can change the outside, you can start penetrating and changing the internal as well. I think about my last interactions with myself. I know that sounds crazy, but I talk to myself up here all the time. What am I telling myself? Where's that coming from? What's that garbage? And then what am I focused on? Maybe I'm focusing on having a scarcity mentality where Susie's going to leave me because, oh my gosh, and whatever. And all these things we build up in our head. And I say, look, is that real? And then I'll reach out to a team member or somebody at my company and, or a customer or a friend and be like, hey, you know, let me run this by you. Do some reality testing and feedback to me where I'm tripping, you know? I mean, because it's a fickle game and the mindset of a salesperson is super, super fragile, right? So we, people wanna jerk and derail our psyche all the time. So you have to get back to where your sweet spot is. A lot of times it just starts with moving your body. Get, get away from the desk, go take a walk, change where your, your physical, do some jumping jacks, honestly, uh, get the blood pumping and then change your mindset and then usually get back on track. I love that. That was really cool. I, you know, I know a lot of people are listening to this right now that really got a tactical approach on what to do. I love the pyramid thing. That was really great. I'm going to try that. That, you know, I'm going to try yeah. that. That was really great. Yeah, Google, Google the triad with Tony Robbins, man. It's no joke. I went to LA in 2018 and did the Unleash the Power Within. Yeah. Changed my life. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. What, what is your prospecting strategy? How do you really go after the mega megas? There are people listening right now that have a lot of anxiety about going after people who have been working with their reps for years and years, or their reps are doing things for them that they shouldn't be doing and they can't get in there. What is your, how do you go after them? 
You know, I mean, it, it may be a little counterintuitive, but it starts with working on yourself because we attract naturally the salesperson, the professional, the business person we are in here. We attract outside of us. So if you look around and you got a bunch of crummy clients that you don't want to hang out with, well, it's time to look inside and say, because it's a mirror who, who you surround yourself with manifests from within. So you're, who you're surrounded with is a good reflection of who you are. If you want better, step your game up. If you want better, do better. If you want better, read a book, get a podcast, get a coach, right? Because as you elevate your game, then you will elevate the customers organically. I, 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 that starts with that. Okay. But number two is tactically, right? If you do the tactical, then the mystical takes care of itself. Right. So we have to do the tactical call them. These people, they're human. He's <laughs> like, call them. Everybody's texting them. Everybody's DMing on their posts on the video. What a great video it was. Everybody's call them and get to the, the, the only reason for the voice to voice is to get to the face to face. And I know that's tough in today's world, but you can zoom it, but try to get those guys out to coffee. And then it's your job to give them a compelling reason to switch, right? You have to create breakage with current relationships. So how do you do that? The value has to be so high that they're willing to at least examine, but all that comes with building yourself up. What are your tools? What's your knowledge? How do you help them overcome the two big obstacles in their world? Lead gen, lead conversion. Half of the agent population, they don't know how to generate leads consistently, help them. Then the whales, they usually have more of a conversion problem or a bandwidth problem challenge than they do anything else. So make sure you're hunting with the right bait because you're going to catch what is on your hook, right? Yes. And, and, but all that starts with, man, what's your knowledge base? Like, I mean, do, you, do they really, should they take the time to hear your counsel? Ask yourself that. Mm-hmm. Ryan, that's great. Ryan, you should write a book. You need to write a title <laughs> book, dude. This is good stuff. Yeah, you're dropping nuggets you. left and right. Love it. We're trying. I love <laughs> it. I love it. So so good. Now, so you get the you land the mega, you go on the appointment. It's been a couple weeks, couple months. Talk to me about your follow-up to get your conversion going. What's a follow-up plan? So great question. And I would add on to the last one, just look for the up-and-comers too, because getting the a big oak tree when they're a sapling is a lot easier than trying to wrangle in the whole oak tree once it's yeah. like in full bloom, right? So that's one thing to consider is keep an eye out and and and, and those guys that have done three buy sides in a year, but they've got fire and eye of the tiger and you can make see them making a shift and you can start to recognize that the correct mindset in folks, then those are worth investing in because again, catch them here on the J curve and they go like this, then they're people are very loyal to those who help them in the beginning. The follow-up, uh, you know, we use LionDesk and because of automation, follow-up boss and, you know, the, what the what, what's the pulse I'm sure has this, um, uh, have automated texting, emails, et cetera. But um, you need to map out your follow-up pathway and with a mix of technology and automation and then with a mix of personal touch. So. How, whatever that looks like for you, but it's got to be consistent. It has to appear on your calendar or else it won't happen. Right. Right. <laughs> so, so true. So, so true. Follow up to me is like the fortunes in the follow up. You know, that's, yeah. that's that magic. And you even said it as far as the real estate agents, a bit of what their holes are in their business is a bit of that follow up to that conversion. And so getting that piece right, uh, really, the, it's, a, it's an ROI, you know. Shaker right there for sure. Very good. So how do you balance being a hardworking sales executive, 
you know, husband, family man, how do you balance being a friend or, you know, whatnot? How do you create that balance in your life? You know, you have to learn to say no and be okay with it, right? Your no's are more important than your yeses. Because there's a lot of people that will drain your time and totally take over your calendar if you let them. So time blocking is key, you know, and when you're there, be there. When you're in, be all in, right? That's, it comes down to focus. Too many of us have ADD of, you know, business and it, it's, you know, so be focused, remain focused, remain dedicated to the task at hand, do one thing at a time, do it well. Um, and then have an off on switch off switch, you know, and, and, I, th- I can't stress the look my do i have my phone on me at seven o'clock for an emergency whale text sure but i'm not looking at every closing i'm not looking at every you know social post um i have time limits on my social consumption i try not to consume because we post enough to where I, but i have my favorites that i like um time blocking is key and then i was gonna say um balance you know balance is largely a myth right i mean you you create and spend time where you want to be. So if you're hustling and you're grinding and you're doing things, then and then you love what you do, you're kind of happiness is the metric. And working yes. makes me happy because it's not something I do; it's something I am. This thing, right? So th- that's number one: is make sure you're loving what you're doing because life is too short to not. The other thing is delegation. You know, I have the power. We make four people do the work of eight because we're so efficient. And I give away all the stuff that I'm not good at. I'm not great at detail-oriented stuff. I hired some. I, I try to fire my stuff myself from all the stuff I stink at. And <laughs> largely, we've done that. And it allows me when I'm away, like we're going to Sequoia National and Kings Canyon Fine. tomorrow. Yeah, I can be away, and I know the wheels are still turning. Emails yep. are still getting answered. Orders are still being tended to. So a team is, is critical, at least an assistant. If you don't have an assistant, you are the assistant. That's right, right? It's I always say you have time or money. You don't have both. So you got to figure out how you're going to shake that one out. I love that so much. Yeah. So, um, oh my God, I so appreciate you being here. And I'm going to just ask one last question before we let you go back and, you know, burn and turn those bit that business um in business what do you know for sure i know that change will come uh it always does so it's the only constant i know that i can control my attitude and i control my activity and there's not much else i can control right i uh and i'm okay with that so you control the controllables I, when I get out of bed, sometimes I don't want to, you know, it's been a miserable, like 56 degrees in the morning in Carlsbad. Like it's terrible, like a frozen tundra here in Southern California. Kidding, kidding. (laughs) And those sheets are clinging, right? Those sheets are clinging. And you get that thought race through your brain of like, I don't want to, you know, I want to just snuggle here. And once you push through that, have a routine that in the beginning, you don't want to, and at the end, you're fired up. Okay, so if that looks like a little physical activity, some reading and mental activity, some quiet time and meditation, whatever your morning looks like, win the morning and you'll probably win the day. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a, I have a routine that drags me out of bed. And by the end of that routine, I feel like I'm ready to just go at them all day. And so I know that I will control the controllables and come what may, there's always going to be opportunity. So I have confidence in myself that I will find a way to navigate through the challenges of that opportunity, find the opportunity and scale it again. You know, this business is going to change. That's for sure. But there'll always be competitive nature to it. And as long as I can compete, I like my chances and not from an arrogant standpoint, just because I'm not, 
I, I'm not willing to give up. I, I will never give up. And you only lose when you quit. So right. as long as you're in the, you know, you're, you're as long as you're in the fight, you know, I like your chances. It's when you're not in the fight that you're done. So I, I know that I will control my attitude. I will control my action. And the results, you know, will of course correct as needed, but the results will probably be pretty awesome because, you know, we like to jam. I, you nailed that. And it's not arrogant, it's confidence, which is what everybody is, wants a bag of. You know, if you could buy confidence on Amazon, point, click, swipe, and that stuff arrives. Oh man, like that, that's just, that's what confidence looks like. And so I'm so glad you shared that with us and you're right. Control the controllables. I love that so much. Oh my God. Ryan, when you're down the road, when you want to retire after killing it in title, you come talk to me. Let's go, let's go coach all these people, Ryan. Come on. I'd love that. Rock and roll. Let's do it. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. Seriously, you just brought and shined so much light on us today and me included. I appreciate you. Keep being out there, killing it, doing your thing. And thank you so much for setting the bar so high. We appreciate you. Anytime. I'm, I'm available anytime for you, Lisa. Thank, thank you. you thank you so much. Take care, Ryan. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.